Hello and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs build the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears-filled labor. So with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. This is episode 29. If you are listening on the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, hello, vice versa. Go check each other out if you prefer a video experience. I'm on YouTube. If you prefer to listen, go head over to She's Busy AF. You can listen in the car, on your walks in the morning, whatever it may be. But very excited about today's episode. I feel like I say this every week. Very excited about today's episode. Can someone do like a split? Or like a like a reel. It's like very excited, very excited. Very... No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Today's episode is definitely gonna get a little bit raw. I'm gonna definitely share everything with you. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot to do with how I built my six figure business, and it's not traditionally what you might think. And I just want to preface this with: building a business is not easy. Hitting six figures is something that like the six figure, seven figure, like this is something that you just hear left and right. And is it attainable? Sure. But what is required? What goes into that? And that's what I really love to educate you guys on is the fact that I don't hold back. It's kind of just like, okay, so I follow someone on Instagram who's pregnant and just gave birth and she's been sharing the raw, the nitty gritty, the gross stuff that like no one freaking talks about when you have a baby. That is what I'm like in business. (laughs) I talk about the stuff that's ugly, that is not fun because it's realistic and not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur and that's okay. Not everyone's cut out to like do certain things to make their business their level of successful and that is okay. But I feel like a lot of people go into entrepreneurship thinking that all of these things are attainable for them and it's really easy when it's just not. So I'm here to be that person that's going to tell you it's not just easy and you do have to work hard, but I'm hoping that I can shed some light by explaining my journey and how I've gotten to where I am today. And where I am today is that I have a successful in my in my heart, my business is successful, six-figure business, and I'm 100% work for myself. I pay for my own insurance. I contribute to my own benefits. Everything I do is me. And I don't have another company funding that. And I work from home and I love my life and I get to hang out with my dogs all day. So (laughs) where I am now is great. The journey to get here was hard. So really excited to dive into that with you. So I have some notes because I want to make sure I hit everything. So bear with me there. But the first thing that I want to talk about is how I ran my business full time alongside having a corporate job for almost four years. Okay. So like, Four out of the six years I have had my LLC asset, or as long as I've been a business owner, four of those years I had a corporate job. So year number one, I worked at an ad agency. I was fresh out of college, 
I had just gotten this job. I was super excited to learn everything. And I'll talk about this in another episode if I haven't. I think I might have talked about it actually in the first episode I ever did explaining like my story was how I lied my way into this job. (laughs) I had not the right experience that they were looking for, but I knew I really wanted it. I knew it was a good in for me at this agency to learn as much as I could because I wanted to run a successful business and I wanted to know the do's and don'ts and learn from how a corporate agency structured their business to model like how I was going to structure my boutique marketing agency. So that first year I worked full-time with this agency. I signed my biggest client that I actually still have today when I was at this agency. And it was hard. I mean, when I first started, I was actually doing pretty good at balancing everything and I wasn't working a whole bunch, but the hustle culture kind of started with me because I was working so much at my nine to five that I was like, I need to work that hard in my business. So I was spread really thin. I was definitely like kind of an angry person. This was also the first year I started dating my fiance, soon to be husband and baby daddy. So bravo to him for sticking with me through all of that. So that was year one and it was just chaotic. I feel like I've been saying that word a lot lately, but it was chaos. Year number two, I worked client side. So I left my agency job in the second year of having my business for the sole purpose of scaling back because that nine, that nine to nine to five agency job was more like a nine to nine. And I worked a lot. And so I wanted something that was a little more client side. And it was so funny because I got to that job and I was so used to working really fast in agency culture that I would be done with all my work by 10 a.m. So you know what I would do? I sat there at my desk and I do not condone this. I do not think ethically it's the right thing to do. I constantly asked if there was anything else I could do and they never put more on my plate. So like, I just want to say that from 10 a.m. to like 5 p.m. I was working on my business. And that is not the luxury that most people have. I understand that my thoughts were to go into this business, work nine to five, have mornings and evenings to build my business. And I just had the luxury of having more than that because I was so like slow at work. And again, it's not ethical, but that's just how it worked for me. After about eight months there, I got hired by an online agency based out of London. And they were like, hey, you know, they needed a data and insights analyst, which I love data and insights. It's probably like one of my favorite parts of marketing and part of my experience. And actually what's really helped me to build a successful business today is knowing data and insights and knowing what to do with those data and insights based on sales, marketing, finance, like all of the data you can pull in your business, which is amazing. But they needed somebody on their team in, in the insights team to help with client reporting. So same thing there. I worked nine to five and then I was working on my business outside of that. I was making client meetings happen. I was, this is where things got really serious. And this was actually when I realized I wanted to be more than just a do boy at an agency. Like I think the vision was there, but I didn't know how to take the leap. And this is where I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs struggle is finding that balance and knowing when is the right time to take that leap. I wasn't comfortable leaving yet. I'll be completely honest. I liked having health insurance. When I turned 26, I worked at that agency and I was like, oh my God, I have them on my own for health insurance. I'm not on my parents' plan anymore. So this was where I had some decisions. I started tracking numbers more at this time within my own business and I started outsourcing and hiring a team. This was the right move for me. I am not saying it's the right move for you. If you are working at a nine to five at an agency, I've seen, I've actually seen and worked with clients now who ask to go part-time and scale back and then they're able to like do half and half with their business, which is phenomenal. I kind of wish I went that route instead of quitting cold turkey, which isn't always realistic with your living situation. 
So I started tracking numbers and budgeting within my business. I started outsourcing and I started hiring a team. I had um, a part-time employee and a bunch of contractors. This allowed me to focus on very specific strategic things within my business with the little time I had because of my corporate job. So I focused more on executing client work and working with clients on client strategy. And my employee focused on sales and marketing. So I was, and then I had a coordinator also helping with marketing. And then I had other contractors helping me work on client work. So I was focused on strategy. Contractors would come in and they would do the execution of social media, of the other things. So I was able to build this little agency and we went from a $75,000 year prior to me building this team to a $135,000 year, which is my biggest year to date. Last year I did, actually, you know what? I'm not going to go into numbers. Numbers don't really matter. The six figure part, cool. That's where we're at. But last year I actually did less than that. And I'll get there in a second of where I'm at now with my business and what's important to me. I don't always think that growing year over year monetarily is the right thing. But again, I will get there. So that was insane. This was like a huge moment for my business. I was like, holy crap, I can do this. Now, how can I scale back? So I was able to scale back and quit that job. And within the matter of a few weeks, the way I was able to scale back within my business by I released some contractors, I stepped up and took on more work and we cut way back on like certain software and things that were automating things for me so that I could like come in and like fulfill my salary. A client that we signed wanted me to join their company and buy my business. What? Like it was kind of perfect timing. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, what success looked at, looked like to me at the time was spending more time with friends and family. I didn't want this hustle culture anymore of what I had put myself through by being at an agency. I wanted to take a step back. I had this vision of like having a family, which is what's happening. I still go after my dreams. I had this vision of having a family and traveling and just like being, having a little bit more mental freedom and not being so tied up with clients. So the idea of allowing my agency to be acquired by this company and joining them and helping them build their company, while I never thought I'd leave entrepreneurship, it felt right, kind of. I made sure I had a contract that was padded and allowed me to pull clients back if anything would ever happen with that company. And sure enough, four weeks into me joining this company and closing the doors to my old company, that company fell through. And I let myself be sad about it for like two weeks. I was like, oh my gosh, I made this huge life-altering decision. I had quit the corporate job completely, so I couldn't, I didn't really have that to fall back on anymore. And this thing didn't work out and money's going to run out here very soon like in terms of what I was getting paid by somebody else. So I was like, all right, I have some big decisions to make. And that's when I dove right into creating what you see today, which is brand good time. And I've never felt more aligned. (laughs) I've never, like I use air quotes. I've never felt more aligned with a type of business I have or what I'm even doing until brand good time. And I restructured and redesigned what success looked like to me. And what that looked like to me was not managing a huge team anymore. So in my previous agency that I owned, I had a lot of people I was paying on a monthly basis. I had a lot of like expenses. What success looked like to me now was not being tied to contractors who constantly needed me because that's how it was. I felt like I couldn't take a vacation without someone needing help. And that could be a problem of how I structured the business, sure. But at the same time, there's still things that need approvals. There's still clients that work like It just was really hard for me to unplug ever. 
So what I what was important to me here was to move into a space where my to-do list wasn't never ending like it like it is when I feel like you have kind of an agency structure and move more into a consultant role. And I did that in a couple different pillars. <laughs> You've probably heard me talk about being multi-passionate. I am. I'm a show it web designer. I got approved to join their like show it web design team a couple months ago, which was insane. And I'm like, why not lean into that? I absolutely love building websites. Catch, I only take on a few a year. I really love consulting. I don't like this agency structure of implementing work for clients, but I have a couple clients who look to me as a consultant, as their remote CMO to lean in and help with these amazing strategies to push their business forward and help them stand out from other people. So I really am like, okay, consulting, this is it. And then my favorite part and what I want, what I wanted a year ago, brand good time to be a hundred percent, which I have grown into realizing like is not realistic for me and what I, and like what I want now is being a mentor, which is like so much of what this content is that you see me putting out now. I tried really hard to be like a mentor in every sense of the word, but the problem with being just a mentor is that I'm really only guiding and supporting, I'm not helping you implement or really create strategies. So my mentorship style is very blended. I like to work with entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, small business owners in a way where we are developing strategies for your business, but based on what I know and plus some pulling in some like innovative ideas I have that, you know, just come up because I'm at a place now where that just happens. And it's kind of weird. If you're in that spot too, I mean, obviously if you, if you're a service-based business and you are strategically coming up with ideas for your clients, it's just kind of funny how like ideas will fall into your lap when someone tells you a struggle they have. And you're just like, where did that come from? It comes from up here. <laughs> but anyways, that's where I'm at with my business now. And I found the structure and guess what? Now I don't work 60 hours a week. I work 20 hours a week. And I am still hitting six figures in my business. I hit six figures last year. I've already hit six six figures for this year. And I'm not saying that hitting six figures or money is important, but six figures is what gives me success in my business. It's what allows me to pay a lot of money every single month for my dogs, pay for my own medical insurance, pay for my car and my car insurance. It allows me to be able to provide for my future family, which is like nuts. I'll be paying for my wedding completely myself, my photographer, everything. It gives me, that's what it gives me and nothing more. And I could talk about this in another like very long drawn out way about tax strategy and stuff, but I don't believe in frivolous earning. Is that, is that like the right way to say that? But I just don't believe that I need to be making seven figures and stressing myself out if I don't hit that. I have a goal to hit a certain amount each month. And if I make anything over that, it's amazing. I can put more into my, retirement fund. I can go treat myself to something like I bought it. Oh, they're not in here, but I bought a pair of AirPods like two months ago because I had a really good month. And it was like a month that I hit like 5k over my goal. And I was just like, awesome. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to treat myself. And that is just what feels right to me. Maybe one day in the future, I'll want an agency again. Maybe one day in the future, I want to go back to a corporate job where things are where I feel like stability, which I don't always think corporate jobs over entrepreneurship are more stable, but in some, in some like instances it can be. Maybe I'll go back to a corporate job. Maybe I want that team structure again and I just don't want to be responsible for all of the team structures. I don't know, but right now this is what works for me. And so with that being said, I'm a hundred percent on my own for the last year and it is so amazing. (laughs) I, 
absolutely love it. I sure I get stressed sometimes, but it's just it's just really cool to have something I've built up that's mine. No one can really take it away from me. And it's fun. I, I have fun. I enjoy what I'm doing. And you should. You should absolutely enjoy what you're doing. So I want to kind of give you some tips so you're not just sitting here with like, well, what do I do? <laughs> but these are the things that I've implemented in my business to make sure I'm hitting consistent cash months. Okay. So I told you I set that goal for myself. I'm not going to tell you what that number is. It's not relevant. But to make sure I'm hitting the dollar amount every month I need to support the lifestyle I have and maybe just a little bit more, right? For the times where <laughs> I need to spend a little bit more or I want to put more into my IRA, whatever it may be. Here's what I do. I update my books on a weekly basis. Yes, I do my own bookkeeping. It's very important to me and I've been this way, I think, in like a lot of areas of my life. There's certain things I like to have control over or know what's going on to understand how to make other moves in my business. For me, that means bookkeeping. You could pay someone to do your bookkeeping to, upkeep, to update your books on a monthly basis, and then you can look at them. But this literally helps me make every other financial decision in my business is updating my books weekly. Tells me trends and expenses and spending and where I can cut back or spend more in my personal life and business. It's really, it, it has really helped me a lot. Another thing I do is I look at my marketing data on a monthly basis. So marketing, sales and marketing data. This tells me where most of my traffic is coming from, from marketing. If let's just say one of my LinkedIn posts reached 2,000 people and I had an influx in sales that month, I'll start to dig deeper into that and see, okay, is that correlated to LinkedIn or is that something else? But over time, there are correlations between money and data. So this is really important for us to look at monthly and also so that I can make decisions on how I'm going to market moving forward because here's the thing. People, the way people buy changes over time. And you need to be able to predict when that's going to happen or when that is happening. And a great way to do that is looking at your marketing data because that is how you are selling to people. There's many facets of marketing. There's traditional marketing. There's digital marketing. There's your website. There's a ton of different ways of marketing. And so you need to be tracking each one diligently. And that's been very, very helpful for me. I also update my lead tracker weekly. And yes, I have a lead tracker. This tells me where my sales are coming from. Again, data. I'm able to break this out and see most of my new business this month came from referrals or most of my new business this month came from networking events or most of my new business this month in this pillar of my business came from Instagram. All of these things are so important to know exactly where to put more time and effort based on the services that you offer as a business, based on your products. Very important. And most importantly of all, I check in with my clients weekly weekly. This ensures a phenomenal client experience that you're not, it, it ensures that they feel important and cared for and important, <laughs> which is kind of the point of them hiring you, right? You are here to provide them with support, structure, guidance, strategy, whatever it may be. And checking in with them can look different, right? If you're a product-based business, that can look like sending them a weekly email, like a newsletter. That could look like following up with your social media clients every Friday with a status report of what's going on. This has been so crucial for me in my previous business, in this business now, honestly, my corporate jobs, like you have to be communicating with your clients. Not only is it going to help their client experience, but it may also help you develop further programs in your business, products in your business. They are going to be the ones who are going to tell you what's working, what's not working, and how you can further help their business. So really important to just be in touch with them. And that's what I do. So. 
With that being said, I feel like I always say that a lot too. With that being said, that was today's episode. I really hope you were able to take away some tidbits from that. And I kind of want to pause for a second and talk a little bit more about data and why it's so important and how I've created a program exclusively around this because I feel like it's not talked about enough. People talk about manifesting and feelings and running your business based on alignment. And honestly, that's a surefire way to failure. You really need to be in tune with your numbers, in tune with investments that you're making, in tune with sales and marketing data. There's no gray area with data. That's honestly the truth. It's very black and white. It tells you everything you need to know about the next moves you are going to make in your business. And most importantly, knowing and understanding data and insights puts confidence back in your hands to make those decisions on your own. It like blows my mind that most people's first investments in business is a coach or I mean, mainly, mainly just a coach, like a life coach or a business coach, or maybe it's even like a high level strategist when there's other things that you need to look at within your business and you can give yourself the tools and data and really just understanding to be able to make those decisions on your own so that when you do go to work with someone, you're able to think for yourself too. That's what's really important. I feel like a lot of people get lost in coaches and other strategists who tell them to do things and they think it's the only way when really you should be challenging that as well. You should be challenging, should be taking what they say as expert opinion, advice, guidance, but also challenging it to make sure it's the right fit for your business. So I created a program called Data-Driven Money Moves. I'm really excited about it because I created this program to empower you to make those big decisions in your business without constantly needing an outside perspective, to really give you the confidence to know long-term what the right moves are going to be in your business. This is something that you're going to take and run with you for the rest of the duration of you owning a business, so hopefully forever. And what we're really going to do in this program is dive deep on sales and marketing data and numbers. And don't worry, I'm going to make this fun. (laughs) I'm going to make this exciting for you. I'm going to make this so that you look forward to doing this every single time you go to look at numbers and data. You're going to walk away with all the tools you'll need for a kick-ass, kick-ass end of 2021 and a really badass start to 2022. So there's two parts to this. It's going to be a three-part masterclass and a four-week live group consulting program. That's right consulting program, not coaching, because I believe wholeheartedly in individualized support. And that's exactly what you're going to get no matter what stage you are in in your business. So I'll be sure to link in my show notes if you're listening on the podcast and I'll put in the description on YouTube for more info. We kick off on September 20th for the live part of the program. And I'm just so excited. I'm really excited to bring this kind of accessible way of thinking to you and to be able to also dive into the trenches with you and help you with data and numbers in your business to draw valuable insights and be able to make big decisions. So more info on that. And with that being said, again, thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Busy AF. If you liked this, please, on on <laughs> if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review. It really helps me to know that you're getting value out of these podcasts. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. It would really mean the world to me. I'm just really trying to reach more entrepreneurs, help more people, spread the good word of good and bad word of entrepreneurship if we're being completely honest here because it's not all good like I said in the beginning, but that's realistic. So yeah. (laughs) Anyways, thank you for joining me today and I will see you on the next episode of She's Busy AF. Bye.